Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Calling Tau City, turn on your radio. I know we had some words last time, but that was so long ago. I got your message, it was a little harsh, you know. It's still a little hard for me to hear, please take it slow. Welcome to Starship Sofa, part of the District of Wonders Network. Featuring tales to terrify and far-fetched fables. Everyone has a story in the District of Wonders. Come and find yours. This is the Starship Sova, everybody. Welcome. Hello and welcome to show 473. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is, 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 is fine and dandy. So I'll tell you what's coming in today's show. The main fiction by Lee Cypress. It is What We Ourselves Are Not, narrated by Ellie Hirschman. That is in today's show. Now listen. Do we hope you'll stick around? But I've got some. Uh, yes, I've got some news. Didn't I go and launch that bloody Kickstarter? Yes. And when I look now, and you know, you watch all the videos, you know, how to keep it going, how to promote it. <clears throat> all wrong. Do you know what I mean? You meant to kind of get these things on the back burner for ages and like stoke the fires of interest and nah, I didn't even mention it on the show. You know what I mean? I let it go. I think it was last Thursday night when I let it go. So it hasn't been a week there now because I'm going to, as you know, this, this show is anyone's listening straight away. It's day early, this show. So, yes, we have got the Kickstarter out. I roped in Dee, and Dee's done the, the cover and that, and we roped in a gentleman called Christian Ward for the cover. I've mentioned it. I hope he's got a, a glimpse of it. Now, Dee's kind of put all the, the fonts and everything on there, and like I say, it, it's up and away, and we're so close to hitting the goal. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of stupendous. I put a goal on Kickstarter of 3,000 Great British Pound. And at this moment of recording it, 97 backers, and we've got 2,308 pound. 
Right. And the reason why I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about it, obviously, you know, obviously, man, eh? <laughs> hey, man, give it, give the lad a chance. But today, as well, I announced through the email and through kind of social media that is now an, an audio book version of the stories that we've got as well. So that's the kind of an incentive to keep keep this going. You know, like I think it was oh, someone mentioned it on on social media to you know keep massaging. <laughs> The fund, the pledge, you know, the, the the whole program for the month. So, and even before I, you know, I kind of launched it, I was thinking of, oh, that'd be a good idea. That'd be a good idea. So we've got a, I've got a nice writer coming on board if we hit our goal. Do you know what I mean? It, I know we're not that far away, but you know what I mean? It's just like, the oh, shirt collar a bit tight. Come on, just get over the line. Do you know what I mean? Then you kind of can relax and just think, well, we're there. Do you know what I mean? Whatever comes next is a bonus. So, yeah. We've got the audiobook. I'm going to run through, you know what I mean? I'll run through some of the, sto- the stories, man. Unreal from around the world, do you know what I mean? The one that's not sticking in my mind the best, but left such vivid images is a gentleman called Dio, I think, Dio Natwari. And he's from Africa. And it's just in his story, it's just this, you know, near future African township possibly aliens there, shapeshifters, just, you know, the, it's almost like, you know, different religions, you know, and it's that scenario and oh, just a, a boiling pot, pot and a beautiful ending, do you know what I mean? And I like them endings, you know, I'm not going to tell you the bloody ending, but just lovely, do you know what I mean? Just, and this is, this whole experience for me personally, it's just coming involved with new writers, do you know what I mean? You do get kind of almost narrow-minded, you know what I mean? Jeremy's great. Jeremy's picking stories from everywhere. And it's, you know, it's it's broadening my horizons. But when you kind of get deeper and you're going into certain areas of, like, say, Africa and pulling out stories from writers that are just, you've no idea existed. Oh, man. And the, what they're writing is, do you know what I mean? And they're from all over the, the world, you know what I mean? I've got, I think we've got about 12 to 14 writers at the moment. If we hit certain more... I think if if we hit like a 7,000, I'll tell you in a second, I'm just waffled off the top of my head. If we hit certain stretch goals, we'll bring in more writers and stuff like that. Oh, man. But, you know what I mean, stories and just one. I've got a, a lady called Margaret Hell, Hell Daughter. Ah, I'm going to butcher it anyways, but I'll try. Margaret Helgadori. And Margaret's story is just... Whatever hope we've got, you know what I mean? Just one of those kind of, like, almost the last people on earth feeling about it, you know what I mean? Oh, just beautiful writing. I, I kind of, you know, review books. I end up, oh, and at the end, they all died, and it was just not a very nice ending. You know what I mean? I'm a shocking reviewer. So, we'll get on to the pledges, and what I'm going to do as well on this show is actually do a pledge. Yes, this, you'll be surprised. So we have a $5 pledge. You know, it's $5. Sorry, we're in Great British Pounds. Yeah, you know what I mean? The Queen's English money here, man, for God's sake. Never mind worlds without wars. It's British Pounds. So we're doing, you can get the, the e-book. At the very lowest level, you can get the e-book, e-book five pound, and it'll give you a copy of every everyone worlds without walls, and that's the e-book. At ten pound, you get that 
ebook, but you also get Starship Sova Stories 1, 2, and 3, and Tales to Terrify ebook. So you get that. Then there's the £25 pledge, which is the Chief Engineer. So you get all the ebooks that I mentioned, but we're also going to do a deluxe version of Everyone Worlds Without Walls, and we're going to put in there interviews, pictures, and a certain thing that I'm doing a little bit later where I mentioned. There's just little things that go in there as well. So that's the £25 one. There's a £30 one where we'll actually get all the e-books, but then we get a, there's a print copy of the book. And this is the new pledge. I've just put up a £40 pledge where you get the print copy of the book, the e-books, all the e-books, and the audio book as well. So you get basically all we've got in in e-books. You get a print copy of the new one, and you get the audio book. You know what I mean? So I've just launched that today. Then there's the Hellfire Brigade. I love that. I just keep on using that title every now and again on things. You get the Hellfire Brigade pledge, and that is all of the above, and I'll sign the actual book as well. So that's the, the Hellfire Brigade one. Then... The last, me, me big pledge, and there's only five left of these, there's five already gone, is a £100 pledge, and that one's called This Big Beautiful World. And this is where it's all stemmed from, mind you. That bloody rant I did, do you know what I mean? Where I was cussing a potty mouth with Donald Trump. I have had so many emails, you know what I mean? And it's lovely because that's the nature of podcasts. They're just coming even now, do you know what I mean? I'm getting, honestly, I'm getting emails, any social media, do you know what I mean? Even if it's Twitter. I think I got one on, on Twitter last night. You know what I mean? Just a few words, so right, Tony. You know what I mean? And you can trace it back to what he's kind of talking about there. But emails are coming in all the time about, you know, well done for, you know, for saying it. You know, yeah, when I'm not in that in your country, America there, but it affects me. Do you know what I mean? So my big pledge is that I'm going to actually, you get all the above, you know, the book and all that kind of nonsense, but I'm going to write out on A3 paper, and I've got me, just give us a second, this is what I'm going to do, I've, just got to get, I've got me A3, the artist's choice paper, like art, art paper, and I'm going to write out the actual, me rant, with a, I've got me new pen, Honestly, I've got a new pen, and I'm going to write out that rant, and just that kind of you know, gonna <laughs> see my writing, man. Freaking hell! So I have no idea what's going to happen, but I've got my little mark I set from that show when I did the rant, and while I'm doing this recording, while the stories are going, I'm going to just you know start away, and like at the moment, I've got five to do. Well, that rant went on for a little bit of time, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, and there's there's five left, and I can't. And I, I think I could go in. I, yeah, I think you can go in and change it. That's right. And I'm thinking, do I? You know, I don't know honestly how it's going to be this rant. I'm just I'm going to start now. While <laughs> while we're doing this show, and every, I'll come back and 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 tell you how it's doing. So we'll get into the main fiction, but it'd be. It'd, Please support her. That's the most important thing. Do you know what I mean? Come over, support her, get over that line and get her up there. And it's just, again, bringing these stories out here. Do you know what I mean? That's just, and who needs Ken Walls, man, in this day and age? Do you know what I mean? Not that donkey, for God's sake, surely not. Anyway, don't go there, don't go there. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, story is by Lee Cypress. Leah Cypress, should I say, What We Ourselves Are Not. It was originally published in Asimov's. Leah Cypress, I keep on saying Cypress, I don't know where I'm getting that from. Leah Cypress wrote her first story, a short story, in which the narrator was an ice cream cone at the age of six and sold her first piece of fiction while in high school. She has a degree in biology, journalism and law and has travelled to Iceland, Israel, Jordan and Costa Rica, amongst other places. She now lives with her family in Silver Spring, Maryland. She is the author of four fantasy novels published by Harper and Collins. Harper and Collins, Harper Collins, Mistwood, Night Spell, Death Sworn, and Death Marked. Leah has published short stories in Fantasy and Science Fiction magazine, Asimov's Science Fiction, and Sword and Sorceress, amongst other places. Her story, Nanny's Day, was nominated for a Nebula in 2012. And I'll put a link on there. You can go to Leah and go and see her on our website as well. This story is narrated by Ellie Hirschman. Ellie was born in New York City and raised just outside of it. His professional voice work ranges from ch- children's educational material to real estate advice website audio. <laughs> Pays the bills, lad. Eh? Pays the bills. With a scientific article and a guide to tour of a Polish salt mine thrown in for good measure. In there, lad. He's currently active in all Escape Artists podcasts, Escape Pod, Podcastle, and Pseudopod and the Cast of Wonders, and is appearing semi regular in the No Sleep podcast. And actually, No Sleep, they're just doing a tour over in America. Man, that was nerve wracking. I couldn't do that little month of Sundays. Anyway, good luck there over there as well for, for No Sleep podcast for doing that. You know what I mean? You get my heart felt uh, appreciation. So, the Starship Sova is very proud to present What We Ourselves Are Not by Leia Sipis. Read by Ellie Hirschman. The second Zack's mother walked into his room, he knew it was time for the talk. She was biting the side of her lip the way she did when she was really nervous, and she gave his picture of Amy an extra long look before she sat down on the bed. Not that he was surprised. It was his 17th birthday, 
and the copy of Dealing with the Teen Years she kept on her nightstand recommended 17 as the ideal age for chip implantation, which made sense. It only became legal at 16 and was usually impossible by the age of 20 due to decreased brain plasticity. Secretly reading that book had been one of the best moves he'd ever made. Now he always knew what to expect when his mother got nervous. Zack, his mother said. Despite all the signs of nervousness, her voice was casual and even. Dealing with the teen years also recommended practicing important conversations and preparing responses for expected arguments, though Zack was pretty sure his mother had no response prepared for what he was going to say. Since she had done all that preparation, though, it seemed polite to at least let her get through her speech. He minimized his V-screen and said, Hey. So, his mother smoothed the blanket over his mattress. I know a couple of your friends have chips now, and I was wondering if you were thinking about it. Zack grunted. Suddenly, despite the fact that he had prepared for this, he wanted to put off the inevitable. I also know that some of your friends have opted not to be chipped, and your father and I will respect your decision, if that's what you want. But we really think getting a chip will be the best thing for you. Amy's parents had thought the same thing. They had even paid big bucks for the custom add-ons she had asked for. His mother's brow furrowed, and Zack realized she was waiting for a response. He tried to think of one. Um, uh, why? Because it can be difficult in today's world to hold on to who you are and what makes you unique. She launched into the speech with evident relief. It's so easy to be swallowed up by the majority, and that might even seem like an attractive option to you. But a world without diversity is a poorer world. He tuned her out while pasting an attentive look on his face. The school had been organizing discussion groups about chips for months now. He knew all the arguments and all the counter-arguments. They merged in his head into one vast swirl of confusion. It didn't matter. He had made his decision, so he didn't have to think about it anymore. His mother drew in her breath, and he blinked at her. She was looking at him with concern. Maybe his attentive look had slipped. She winced, and then she said, If you want, we can get the version without the Holocaust. Wow. They really wanted him to get the chip. But the wince helped. It seemed to stake out some part of the decision as his own, instead of his parents. There was something about his mother's pride in his accomplishments that could bring out the worst in Zack, as if her happiness wrapped itself around him and stifled him, leaving him no space to breathe. It was easier to be rational around her when she wasn't completely thrilled with him. All right, he said with a shrug. I'll check out both versions and decide which one I want. His mother peered at him. This was not the response she had been prepared for. You're sure? You mean you've already... You're going to get a chip? I am, Zack said. And then, since she seemed to have nothing to say, he pulled up his V-screen again. Hopefully that would signify that the conversation was over. The V-screen's audio pickup was obviously working well, since the first thing that popped up was an article called Are Chips Making Society More Fragmented? The answer seemed obvious, so Zack ignored the article and switched back over to the game he had been playing. But his mother wasn't done. Zack, I'm very happy to hear that, but I want you to be sure. I am, he said. And then for no reason, Amy already got one. 
Oh. He could see her struggling with herself. She took a deep breath. This should be your own decision, Zack. Not something you're doing to be more like your girlfriend. A harsh laugh slipped out of him. <laughs> more like her? Not really. Zack, I know how you feel about Amy, but the two of you are still in high school. I know it's hard to see now, but someday... Stop it, Zack said, already regretting the slip. There was a reason he usually kept his love life off limits in conversations with his parents. Not someday. Today. What? Amy and I broke up. Oh. She shot another startled glance at the picture on his desk. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Zack. It's fine. He restarted the game and scowled with concentration at the new challenge he'd just opened. I just don't want to talk about it. It has nothing to do with the chip. Which was a lie. But his mother didn't question it, since it was what she wanted to hear. He saw Amy in school the next day, and for the first time in a week he didn't turn and head the other way. He didn't head toward her either, though that had been his plan. He just stood and looked at her, standing like an idiot in the middle of the hall, feeling as if his heart had frozen and was blocking his ability to breathe. He had never believed she would break up with him. Even after she got her chip, even after the school's discussion group on how chips could change relationships, even after days of subtle but definite distance between them, he hadn't believed it until she had told him. And then? Well, then he hadn't handled it very well. I don't want to hurt you, she had said, after about ten minutes of him making a fool of himself. And I'm sorry, Zack. I'm so, so sorry. It's just that I'm a part of something. Something that's big and important and that shouldn't disappear from the world. I don't want to be a part of making it disappear. I have an identity and a purpose, and I want my children to have that too. We can make our own identity. Even as he'd said it, he'd been grateful none of his friends were around to hear him begging. We don't have to be tied down to the past. The cultures change all the time. Changing isn't the same as disappearing. You were Korean before. Do you think Koreans who haven't been chipped aren't real Koreans? She had flinched at that, making him shamefully glad. No, but it's, it's more of me now. It's the base of what I am, not just a part of who I am. I can't imagine who I would be if I wasn't Korean. I can. She had stepped back then, giving him a look that made it clear that not only was he not getting it, he had just said exactly the wrong thing. He had seen her drawing away and known there was no way to stop her. It doesn't have to be like this! He couldn't help sounding desperate. Don't blame it on the chip! You and I, we were talking about forever! He had almost been crying. Okay, not almost. I love you, Amy. We were planning to go to the same college. We were happy. How can something be good if it ruins that? What's more important than people being happy? I know you don't understand. If only she'd been crying too. But her face, though pale, had been calm. I don't expect you to, Zack. He hadn't expected to either. But today he was full of hope for the first time in days. He took a deep breath, then another, then another, until it was almost easy. Then he walked right up to her, as if he had a right to, and said, Hey. 
Her friends exchanged looks, then scattered. They didn't even bother making excuses. Hey, Amy said warily. Her dark eyes were red-rimmed, but Zack knew better than to assume she had been crying over their breakup. The first couple weeks after implantation were said to be tough. I'm getting my chip this afternoon, he said. My parents talked me into it. Amy peered at him from under her red-streaked bangs. She knew him better than anyone. She knew his parents hadn't talked him into it. Good, she said finally. I think you should get it, Chip. I'm aware of that. I think everyone should know where they come from. Spare me the pep talk. She narrowed her eyes. I also think you should be doing it for the right reasons. Zack swallowed hard, suddenly very aware of the overlap between grand romantic gestures and pathetically desperate wussiness. I'm doing it for you. Oh, Zack. Once I have a chip, too, I'll understand you again, and we'll... She shook her head so sharply that the ends of her black hair whipped into his face. He hadn't realized he was standing so close to her, but she didn't step back, so neither did he. Don't you want that? He had definitely crossed over the wussiness border now, but he couldn't make himself stop. You said I couldn't understand you anymore. You won't be getting the same chip as me, Zack. Zack tried to imagine telling his parents that instead of the Jewish chip, he wanted the Korean one. Even in his mind, he couldn't pull it off. I read this article last week. It said the gap between the chipped and the non-chipped is far greater than the gap between those whose chips are from different cultural backgrounds. That makes sense. Amy stepped back, squashing Zack's impulse to lean in and kiss her, which was probably a good thing. Now that I have the chip, I feel a connection to everyone who's proud of their differences, even if they're not different in the same way I am. So once I have a chip? Zack. She bit her upper lip, a habit she had developed back when she was trying to cure her overbite. He had always found that habit oddly sexy, but now all he felt was a royal of misery and confusion. Don't. Even if you get a chip, we're not getting back together. This time he was the one who stepped back. Fabulous idea, then, isn't it? After all this time we've spent learning to respect our common humanity, to know that we're all the same deep down, let's divide people up into distinct little groups again, like we don't have enough ways of making people more distant from each other. Zack. She stepped forward, and he held up both hands as if to ward her off. You already are distant from almost everyone who exists. The chips make you closer to the people you can be closer to. She bit her upper lip again. But that's not the point. If that's how you feel, you shouldn't get a chip. She was so calm, so reasonable. He couldn't even make her mad anymore. It was like they had broken up a year ago instead of last week. She hadn't cried at all. Not over him. He had. He had sobbed in his room the night they broke up with his music cranked up loud so no one could hear. But he was sure she had not cried over him, not one single tear. And he knew it was horrible, but he wished that she would. The silence stretched between them. She kept her beautiful, dark eyes on him, careful and considering. It wasn't just that they were red and puffy. They were old, older than seventeen, burdened with knowledge and experience. I don't want eyes like that, Zack thought suddenly. He drew in a ragged breath, and he heard himself say, I hate you for this.
Amy blinked. Then she reached out and touched his cheek. No, Zach, you don't. He'd had a response already, but her touch froze him. How can you... She smiled, a smile as old as her eyes. Because I know what it's like to really be hated. And soon, he guessed, so would he. He didn't cancel the implantation. He didn't have the energy to face that fight, not after how excited his parents had been all day. At least someone was happy. So, his father said in the gray-walled waiting room, about the Holocaust. The woman in the seat next to them, a black woman with a bored-looking teenage boy, glanced at them and then looked away. Zack wished his father would lower his volume. You know, his father said, not lowering his voice, the whole reason the original chips were developed was because of the Holocaust. Because the last survivors were dying, and people were saying it never happened. They wanted to make sure the next generation would never forget. Zack knew the history, but his father always took a long time to get to a point, so he just nodded. He hadn't thought he was opposed to getting the Holocaust memories until his father started going on about them. Now he was starting to wonder what he was even doing here. If that's how you feel, you shouldn't get a chip. But he didn't know how he felt. He wished he did know, the way Amy did. On the end table, next to their faded brown chairs, was a pamphlet with red block letters across the front. Will your culture still exist a century from now? He couldn't possibly tell his parents he was rethinking the whole chip idea, so he stuck to the subject he was allowed to argue about. It's not like I plan on trying to forget about the Holocaust, he said. But I'm not sure I want it hardwired into me. Shouldn't I have a choice? A choice about what? his mother said. About whether these things happened? About whether they happened to people related to you? About whether you choose to forget everything they did and suffered and lived for and died for? His father took a deep breath. But before he could start circling around the point again, the receptionist sang out in a bored voice, Levinson's, please make your way to room 173. They had to wait for the tech, so his father got to review the history all over again, reading most of it straight from one of the glossy brochures, while his mother sat watching them anxiously. There were three Jewish chips. The first, more for historical interest really, was Holocaust only. The impending deaths of the last Holocaust survivors 20 years ago had been the impetus for the first chip. The second was the broader cultural chip, a collection of memories put together by a coalition of Jewish organizations, Holocaust survivors, soldiers in Israel's War of Independence, American Jews rallying for Soviet Jews, an Egyptian Jew being forced to sign the pledge to never return, an Ethiopian Jew stepping off a plane onto Israeli soil. His father didn't mention the fact that there was still daily squabbling in the Jewish papers about why one person's memories had been chosen over another's. Not that Zach read the Jewish papers, but he'd had to do a term paper about it last year. Every ethnic group had the same kinds of arguments about their chips. Some had refused to try to put together a chip at all, finding the whole idea impossible or even offensive. One of Zach's bandmates was Han Chinese and wanted a chip but couldn't get one. His parents didn't have the multi-millions necessary to create a personalized chip from scratch. Along with the history, there were the non-specific memories, complete knowledge of Hebrew, Ladino, and Yiddish, either the full language or just the jokes and curses, 
a repertoire of ethnic recipes, a song repository, and the basic traditions of all the Jewish holidays. And then, of course, there was the third choice. All the knowledge and all the memories except the Holocaust. His father was just getting started on that when the tech entered the room. She was a short, older woman, young enough to be hot, though, with light brown skin and severely cut hair. Zack watched her hands as they moved, describing the chips in a detached tone. "'None of the memories will make you feel like you're reliving them,' she said. She had a pleasant, reassuring voice. Zack wondered if her voice was the reason she had been hired to do this. "'They'll feel exactly like that, memories. Some you might never even remember, unless a circumstance calls them up. If you choose to add personal memories from your own parents and grandparents, those are usually more vivid.' She lifted an eyebrow and smiled faintly when Zack's parents shook their heads. I didn't think so. Some ethnicities tend to be more interested in the family memory option than others. Amy's family's add-ons had cost almost as much as her original chip. Zack's parents had never even mentioned them. However, there are those who feel that the Holocaust memories are so traumatic as to be debilitating. You probably know that in San Francisco, implanting chips containing Holocaust memories is illegal without a prior psychiatric evaluation. What is your opinion? Zack's father said. The tech half-smiled, half-grimaced. Even though the input is the same, everyone filters it through their own personalities and experience. So outputs vary widely for all aspects of the cultural memories, but especially for the Holocaust. Most of my patients who take the full implant adjust quite well. There are those who have a lot of difficulty, especially those who didn't understand the full extent of the Holocaust before they got their chip. The more you've read up on it in advance, the easier the transition will be. I see you go to Hebrew school once a week. That will help a lot. She rubbed her forehead. You do have to understand that the chips can't be unimplanted. The procedure is not reversible. Do you have a chip? Zack asked. Zack, his mother said. The tech chuckled. <laughs> That's all right. A lot of people ask. The answer, Zack, is that I don't. I'm half Hispanic, one quarter Native American, and one quarter Irish. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Then how can you participate in this? He didn't have to turn around to know that both of his parents were glaring at him. Your parents and, and ancestors, if they hadn't bridged the differences between them, you wouldn't even exist. Do you think differences between people are a good thing? She tilted her head to one side. Say there were no differences between people. Who should we all be like? Like like people who can choose their own way, who don't want to be trapped by history, who care about everyone equally, who are free. People like... His voice died before he could finish. Like me. She smiled. Everyone does choose their own way, Zack. And for some people, the way is a chip. This might surprise you, but after everything I've seen working here, seeing how much meaning people can find in their culture and history, I'm considering getting a chip myself. Probably the Irish one, because it's my Irish grandmother who... She stopped and gave a little laugh. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Aren't you too old? Zack! His father this time. His parents tended to take turns like that. The tech just shrugged. There are new chips being developed that will work even on people whose brain growth is minimal. Twenty isn't the limit anymore. Zack's father blinked, then leaned forward eagerly. I hadn't heard about those. They're not publicly available yet. When will they be? The tech hesitated. Zack wondered if she wasn't supposed to tell people about this. 
There will be a limited run in December. If you want to sign up as a possible participant... I do, Zack's father said instantly. His mother sat silent. Zack turned and stared at her. She was biting the side of her lip. Mom? She looked away from him. Zack stood up. Are you kidding me? You don't want a chip? I'm not eligible for one. I'll give you a moment, the tech said hastily, all but scrambling to her feet. That won't be necessary, Zack's mother said. This isn't a secret. It just never came up. What never came up? Zack asked. His mother took a deep breath. That I'm not Jewish. Necessary or not, the tech seemed pretty eager to leave once the yelling reached a certain level. The door swung shut behind her. We weren't hiding it from you, Zack's mother said for the dozenth time, and I did convert, though not technically in a way we could prove. We agreed to raise you Jewish, his father said, so we thought, why? Zack kept his focus on his mother. Why would you agree to raise me Jewish? With all this talk about the past defining me and not forgetting who I am, what about who you were? Why was it okay for that to get lost? I had nothing to lose. His mother lifted her head. The more Zack shouted, the calmer and more in control she became. My parents lost it for me. I had no idea who I was, where I came from, and they thought it didn't matter. They thought there should be no differences between people, that I should be exactly the same as every other person in the world, no matter where they came from, no matter what their history or culture. Sounds good to me, Zack said bitterly. It wasn't coincidence that I married your father. We met at a class about Judaism. You can't imagine how it appealed to me. The idea of being part of a people who had endured through centuries against unimaginable odds, who never let go of who they were. I wanted to be a part of that, and I wanted my children to be a part of it. And I understood that you can't have it both ways. If you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, Zack, then there are choices that have to be made. It's what I tried to explain to you about Amy. I'm seventeen, Mom. I wasn't going to marry Amy. But whoever you marry, if it's not someone who shares your culture, then you have to make a choice when it comes to your children. What if we don't? What if we're not so damn dramatic about it and just wait to see what happens instead of deciding that one culture has to lose? Then the minority culture loses, his mother snapped, her control finally breaking. Then after all those generations of holding fast, you let go of your identity just because you couldn't be bothered to care. I don't see why I should care about a bunch of people who lived and died before I was ever born just because I happened to share their DNA. His mother flinched and his anger broke a bit. He didn't mean that, not really, or at least he wasn't sure he did. Besides, it's not quite as simple as that. In case you haven't noticed, neither Amy nor I are exactly part of the majority culture. Don't be ridiculous, his mother said. You both were. Were, until last week when Amy got her chip. Someone rapped on the door, and the tech peeked her head through. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we don't have much time if you're planning to go ahead with the procedure... The silence was absolute. Also, Ms. Levinson, I want to point out that there are no eligibility requirements for any of the chips. You don't have to prove anything, if, uh, if that's what you want. Thank you, Zack's mother said, her eyes on Zack. That's what I want. Zack looked back at her, 
then at his father, who was watching his mother. Then he looked at the tech. I'm ready, he said. I know what I want, too. Her eyes were clear again, though still oddly old, and she was wearing the short pleated skirt she had worn on their first date. Zack met her eyes, then turned and walked down the hall and out the front doors of the school. He wasn't sure she would follow him, but she did, all the way down the block and around the corner, into a small deserted park they used to sneak out to whenever they got a chance. Just being there with her made his blood heat up. But other memories overlaid that now. That first sight of Amy had been a shock, calling up a memory of a girl who looked a lot like her, singing and laughing in Pagoda Park, her face full of hope, a line of Japanese policemen advancing slowly behind her. When Zack turned to face her, that faded. It was just Amy, beautiful and brilliant and brave, who, despite what he'd told his parents, he had fully believed he would marry someday. He couldn't imagine ever meeting anyone better or loving anyone more. How are you adjusting to the chip? Amy twirled a slack strand of hair tightly around her finger, a habit she had been trying to break for a year. She had asked Zack to mention it when he saw her doing it, but this didn't seem like the time. They're okay, he said. It takes some getting used to. I have nightmares. Her finger stopped in mid-twirl. They? Especially about the 625 war, Zack said. The one where I'm watching my village burn to the ground? I can't shake that one. She dropped her hand. Her hair sprang free. He laughed at the expression on her face. I got both, Jewish and Korean. She stood there, frozen, staring at him. The silence stretched so long that he heard himself saying awkwardly, I can give making kimchi a shot now. I've got a bunch of different recipes in my head, and a lot of good memories associated with the taste, though I still can't promise I'll like your mother's soup. Amy drew in a sharp breath. They let you do that? Not just let me. Once I explained my idea, they were all excited about it. They even paid for it when my parents wouldn't. There's going to be an article about me and everything. He couldn't stop smiling, even though she wasn't smiling back. I was thinking that once I adjust to these, I can get all the chips, understand everyone's culture, and once people know it can be done, maybe I won't be the only one who makes that choice. God, Zack. She was staring at him, but not in the wonder he had anticipated. There was horror written across her face. You had no right. The tech said it was an amazing idea, said it could change the world. Can you imagine? He stopped. He was babbling, which was his nervous habit. But I didn't do it for the world. You know why I did it. She turned abruptly, leaving him staring at her hair and her back and her trembling hands. I did it for you, because now we can go back to being what we were. I didn't want to be what we were. That hurt more than anything else she had said or done to him. It was a moment before he could speak. That's not what you said. Not at the dance or that time on the bridge. Remember? He stepped forward and raised his hand, but let it drop before it touched her hair. You said we were different. And we were. We are. We have a future together, Amy. I know. She whirled back, and he saw that her eyes were bright with unshed tears. I know we did, Zack. Don't you see? That's why I did this. Because of you. Because of... I do love you. The chip doesn't change that. 
do, not did. His heart suddenly felt lighter than it had in weeks. Then what does it change? It changes what I want my life to be, or how badly I want it. Being Korean is important to me as a way of life, and I want to pass it along to my children as a way of life, not as a colorful addition to being just like everyone else. But being just like everyone else could be a good thing, yeah, especially if the reporter is right, if what I did catches on. He lifted a hand towards her face, and she didn't turn away. His fingers touched her cheek. Don't you see? It's not about erasing differences. It's about erasing divisions. I identify with everyone now. No. She slapped his hand away. Her eyes were bright, dark, and shining. You skipped the part where you learn how to do that. How can you identify with everyone when you can't even identify with your own people? His hand was shaking as he lowered it to his side. This wasn't how this was supposed to go. That's exactly the sort of narrow-minded thinking I don't want to be forced into. Do you want to divide people from each other? To divide me from you? What if it doesn't have to be this way? You said I could never understand, but I do now. I do. You don't. I'm trying to make you understand, and you won't. No matter how much I love you, Zach, I can't have the life I want if I'm with you. But I grafted it on like it was an interesting extracurricular. My culture, along with everyone's culture? No, Zach. That just proves how little you understand. She began to cry then, finally, after all this time, and it didn't make him feel better at all. He felt cold and empty. Tears dripped off her chin as she spoke. You've done exactly what the chips were created to prevent. You want to erase all our differences. You want to make us all the same. He wanted to brush away her tears. He wanted to hold her close. Instead, he held himself very still. Yes, because it will be a better world that way. I did this because every culture is important to me. No, she stuttered but kept going. What, what, what you're setting out to do is destroy my culture, mine and yours. Don't pretend you care about mine. I do care. I care about everyone's. I'm not afraid to be different, so I'm not afraid of other people being different. But you are. Maybe you should be. Zack said. Differences between people aren't so simple. They can be dangerous. Read some history. Read some more history. People will find things to fight about no matter what. And fighting is better than persecution, Zack, which is what you get when you try to force everyone to be the same. I'm not trying to force anyone to do anything. That's what you and your precious chips are about. I'm just trying to help people move past worrying about persecution, past being stuck in history, past being obsessed with their own narrow ways of life. So we should all be the same? Is that really what you want? I want... He stopped. He took a deep breath. You know what, Amy? Yesterday, all I wanted was to understand you. But today, I want more than that. He forced himself to look straight at her. Now I'm part of something more important, something bigger than I would have been a part of if I'd only implanted one chip. I don't think so, she said. He managed a trembling smile. I know. She brushed away her own tears, and they stood in silence, facing each other. He was the first to step back. They stood looking at each other for a few moments more. And then they turned and went back to school, walking side by side, 
but with a significant distance between them. There you go, Dumget. Copyright is Leah. Leah, thank you so much. What a what a fantastic story. And Ellie, man, gotta get you back on, sir. Eh? If you're, if you're doing Polish salt mines, come on, we can have you as well. That's fantastic. So that is today's tale. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I say, I have done two and a half lines. Two and a half lines. 35 minutes later, I've done two and a half lines. It's going to be... Oh, God, man. Oh, man, it's just... I wasn't very good at school, man. Honestly, I wasn't very good at school. It's just other things on my mind now. My little pen. All alone here. I'm going to write out. It's like I haven't done my lines, but like thousands of them. Oh, what did I say that for? Anyway, please, honestly, I'm joking aside, support what the, you know, this Kickstarter would be, be great. Just to, to bring out these stories, to, to make you, you know, see what we can do. See what we can find these stories and just enjoy them, man. And just like, you know, like say, it, five, five, five pound gets you, gets you the whole experience. Yeah, you can go up. You know what I mean? That would be fantastic. It's kind of it's it's more shekels in the district of wonders pot. That's fantastic if you do that. But just to appreciate the stories and just enjoy them. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole thing. And knock down these fucking walls, man. We don't need them at all. Until next week. Just like to see you. Good night from me. This presentation has been brought to you by the District of Wonders Network, dedicated to podcasting the finest genre fiction. You can learn more about the District of Wonders and their many literary productions at their website, www.districtofwonders.com. Thank you for listening.
Once we were rocket ships, I'd need only the will to fly. I'm still building word by word, and I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there, out there by and by. I'll get out there by and by. I'll get out there, out there by and by. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 